1: I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it.
2: Rise and shine, nerds.
0: Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm a station manager for LTN Radio. I'm a third generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd.
2: And I'm Mo, the shorter yet louder and some might even say smarter counterpart of the Back Row. I'm a wife, mom, and super fan of all things friends.
0: Today on the show, soft fascination saves your brain.
2: What? <laughs> We've also got a Twitter poll, five random facts, a new segment, and more.
0: But first today is Monday, june twenty eighth, twenty twenty one, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's
2: right. Today's National Tapioca Day.
0: Mm, yuck.
2: I was about to say, do you like tapioca? I don't like tapioca. Mm, but Chris there are likes some tapioca. People that love tapioca. Chris loves it. He and I'm like, yuck. <laughs> I ain't never buying it. Uh, it's also International Body Piercing Day. Yee-yee. So tell us about those body piercings you got, Matt. Well, <laughs> One minor, 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 minor.
0: Mine are saved for my wife. You don't
2: get to see them. One in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, and then Tau Day. Tau Day. Tau. Not towel. Tau.
0: Tau. T-A-U. Day. We're actually going to talk a little bit more about that later today. All righty. So we'll explain what that is. Because I how, need to know. How's your week been, Mo?
2: Hey, guess what? Hmm. I've got, like, some really cool news. OK. So first of all.
0: You're moving again.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, first of all, my summer has officially begun. Summer school is over.
0: Oh, really? Yes. It doesn't last all summer?
2: No. Okay. Good grief! If it lasted all summer, no one, no one would teach it.
0: I got you. Okay.
2: Um, no, it was only three weeks and only four days a week for those three weeks, and half days.
0: <laughs> how are, How are you doing anything in that amount of time?
2: Um, it. Yeah, it's very condensed and Jeez. very like. Uh, I can't think of a better word other than forced. Like it's, we are like learning nonstop from the time that they get there until the time that they leave. Okay. Nonstop.
0: But now it's over.
2: But now it's over.
0: And you get to take a break.
2: And I get to take a break. And guess what? Hmm. I will not have to teach inside of a classroom As an educational assistant again. Why? I am now the librarian at Highland Elementary. Yep.
0: That's awesome. Yep. That's fun. That's a fun job.
2: I was so excited. I found out um, a couple weeks ago that our librarian had resigned and that that position was open. And I had said months ago, before Christmas, I was talking to my lead teacher and I was like, man... The library job ever came open. That would be like my dream job. I would love to do that. And so when I found out that our librarian had resigned, I emailed our principal and said, "Hey, word on the street is this position is open. Is that true?" And she said, "It sure is." Also talked about another position that was open and said that she thought I would be good in either one. That I needed to go apply for both positions. So I did that, um, and it's been about. Well, since the start of summer school. So it's been three weeks since I put my application in. Mm. She emailed me on Tuesday and said, we're going to do interviews on Thursday. Are you still interested? And I said, I sure am. So I interviewed last Thursday and found out first thing Friday morning that the position is mine. Sweet. So, Did yeah. you
0: have to do like a reading test? No. Prove you know how to read?
2: No. I just had to talk about my love for, of reading and why
0: did you have I to prove you kids, knew the Dewey Decimal System? Nope.
2: They don't even use the Dewey Decimal System. How the in heck elementary do you schools. find books? It's all, do you know, that's actually something that I said in my interview. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm probably aging myself here, but is a card catalog even a thing anymore? Like, how do they look up books and check out their books? Because you got to remember, I, last year was my first, last school year was my first year at that school. Yeah. And I never went in the library. The entire time I had you no know, students, physical students, to take to the library. And really, they were only allowed in the library for like the last three weeks of the school year. Right, yeah. So I had really no idea what our library looks like and how it's <laughs> organized. And anyway, so my principal was like, no, the Dewey Decimal System, card catalogs, that's more for higher grades. But in elementary school, it's categorized by level. And you can find those levels. Those levels are then categorized by color. And so the students know that if they're this certain level, then they look for the certain color book that's on the spine. You know, there's like a a little piece of tape on the spine.
0: But how do they find exact books?
2: Mm, Like exact books that they need to research on? Is that what you're referring?
0: Like if they're if they're picking up a specific book.
2: It's all categorized by that color and then I would assume it's probably alphabetized within that color. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Because that's what I'm saying. Like well, either you have nine books in each level or you're repeating some colors. It's true. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, there's Okay. Many, many, many books. Weird. Within that. So that's one of the things that I get to do when I go back to the school and I will get to go bef- a week before any students come in or anything so that I can go in and figure out exactly how it is currently organized and if I want to implement any changes and
0: you're allowed to look make like. changes yeah
2: what? it is my library what I know it's exciting Dewey Decimal. I feel like I have like I get to have my own <laughs> classroom that I can decorate and I can do what I want with And then I tried explaining to Chris that while I don't mind being an educational assistant, I'm too big of a personality to just kind of sit and wait to be told what to do. Mm. I'm more of a, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this. If I see that this needs to be done, I'm going to take care of it. And a lot of teachers... It's their classroom. They will tell you what to do. You don't get to get up and go do whatever you want, I gotcha. which I understand. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So it just makes for very awkward situations sometimes, where I'm like, uh, "Should I be helping that kid? <laughs> do you want me to help? Th- I don't know what you want me to do right now." So I don't have to worry about that anymore. Okay. I'm excited.
0: I'm I'm almost positive when I was in elementary school we use the Dewey Decimal system. Oh,
2: we did, year. for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we are weakening our children. That's
2: um, what I'm saying. I, I believe we are. But yeah. <laughs> can not, you
0: implement the Dewey Decimal system? Probably not. Ah, oh, so you can't do anything what you I want. Could, Lies.
2: Listen, what I could probably do <laughs> is on top of the color coded system that they're already using that's by levels, I could also put in Dewey decimals so that they would at least know and understand when they go to middle school because right. it's going to be a rude awakening when they walk into their middle school library and they're like, hey, where's the red? Where are the red books at? I need a green book. No, that's not how it works. You know, now,
0: I know that like our library here in town, like our actual library. Yeah. It moved from the card catalog just to computers, right? And so it was just all on computers, yeah. But it was still the card catalog. It was yeah. still the Dewey Decimal System, just not paper cards.
2: Uh huh.
0: And she had to flip through, yeah. Flip, 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 Well, I've got some great news too. Hey, I ate a fly yesterday, oh. or not yesterday, Thursday. <laughs> In the at the worst possible time, this happened. Let me paint you a picture. Uh, Celebrate recovery is ending. At our church. Next next week is our last CR.
2: So you felt like you so needed to eat week, a fly?
0: This week was our next to last CR. And I am, I'm giving a special presentation about the Serenity Prayer, which we usually do every year in September. I'm getting it out of the way instead of starting a whole new step. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, giving the message. It's very, uh, this is typically a pretty impactful one. People are paying attention. I'm very serious. I see a fly buzzing around my head. I breathe in and the fly is gone. Mm-mm. I start talking Shut and up. I can't talk because the fly flew directly into my mouth and lodged itself in my esophagus. And so everyone else thought I was getting choked up at a really weird place. Suddenly I'm just like, hey, you talk. Yeah, and then I <laughs> swallow. <laughs> I try to talk again, and it's still not happening, because it's just sitting there lodged in my esophagus. And so I'm like, I think as well the I grab my water, and I chug it down. And everybody's laughing at me. <laughs> and I'm like, that's never happened in my entire life, let alone in front of everybody on the planet. Yeah, there that I'm you go. To. It's quite funny, very gross. Um, Everyone else said they probably would have thrown up yeah. when realized what it was.
2: Uh-huh. I really think I would have. I don't know how you managed to keep control and composure. I would have been like, obviously not being able to talk, I would have just held up my one finger and been like... I'll be right back <laughs> and walked off the stage, left. Le- yeah, left everybody wondering what is happening. Hopefully, hopefully somebody of good leadership quality would have been around to come up on the stage and be like, okay guys, I don't know what's going on right now. We're going to figure this out. And I would have gone and puked it up and then come back and been like, sorry, had to puke, swallowed a fly.
0: Yeah. So got, got a little extra protein. Seriously, like the the next to last night I have to, that has to happen, the next to last CR. Out of of the 15 years I volunteered with CR, my next to last night, a fly flies in my mouth on stage.
2: There has to be some (laughs) amount of like symbolism there. Something has to be meant by this.
0: all the all the symbolism i can think of is bad. Yeah. Like he's just talking a lot of crap up there <laughs> and that fly I was attracted to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> flies are actually attracted to sweet things.
0: Oh, that's right. Wait. Hold on. No, that's not right. Is it not right? Flies are that there's that there's that colloquialism though you you attract more flies with honey. Yeah. But the truth is you attract more flies with vinegar. Oh. They are attracted to vinegary things.
2: Okay, well.
0: Isn't that weird? I didn't eat any pickles beforehand, I don't know (laughs) what happened
2: kind of interesting I'm gonna have to analyze this one a little bit figure it out
0: make it a moment topic (laughs) (laughs) that's a dare that's a dare exactly make it something yeah (laughs) turn it into a bible lesson Um, I want to see how good you can be at this
2: all right all right all right
0: (laughs) oh goodness gracious all right let's take a break right here when we come back we got some weird news stick around This week in nerdy news, this is LTNN is starting to warn people when its search results might be unreliable, typically around breaking news or a fresh topic that is rapidly changing. Searchers will now see a warning that says it looks like these results are changing quickly. If this topic is new, it can sometimes take time for results to be added by reliable sources. Google says when you see this warning, it's best to come back later for more accurate results. Of course, the concern is that Google is actually hoping this will buy them more time to remove results that go against the mainstream narrative. And honestly, what it surprise this anymore if that were true. The Pentagon has released its UFO report, listing 144 confirmed sightings between 2004 and 2021, saying that only one of those cases has been identified and explained. They are also no longer using the term UFO, or Unidentified Flying Object, instead calling them UAPs, or Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, as some of these might not be objects at all. The entire nine-page report from the Pentagon is now available online, and we're not saying it's aliens, but... It's aliens. Lastly, as if 15 seasons of Supernatural wasn't enough, Deadline is reporting the CW is set to make a Supernatural prequel series with Jensen Ackles reprising his role as Dean Winchester to tell the story of how his parents met. While no release date is set, the title is currently The Winchesters, and we're sure it'll be a very simple, ordinary love story with nothing strange happening whatsoever. That was This Week in Nerdy News. I am Radio Matt, and this is LTNN. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today on the show, what is soft fascination? But before that, some weird news. I don't know that I really want to know. <laughs> um,
2: and before we do anything else, I've got five random facts for you. Uh, all clownfish are born male.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I knew that. I knew that. Yep. And more more than that, if, uh, <laughs> if they need... If they're, they're in a group and there's no females, the largest and strongest clownfish will turn itself into a female. Oh. And that brings the dark theory from Finding Nemo's that the truth is, the father would've just turned into Nemo's girlfriend. Like, that's how it would've worked in real sea life. It's gross.
2: Ew. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to say something along the lines of the father was actually the mother and just returned himself as father oh. after having Nemo. <laughs> the mother and never he's really like, died. he's looking for, yeah, he's looking for his wife. He has no idea where his wife is. You're the wife, you idiot. <laughs> uh Uh, Okay, the Wright brothers only flew together on their one historic flight. They promised their dad that they would always fly separately.
0: So they wouldn't both die Mm -hmm. at the same time? Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Yep. Uh, None of the Beatles could actually read music. Everything was done by ear.
0: Yeah, you know what? I can't either.
2: I can't read music either. Okay. Do you know, like, playing a musical instrument for years... Mm Mm-hmm. I can, I can, um, I don't want to say that I can't read music because I can look at music notes and know that higher and lower on You can
0: get, you can get the basics, but typically you get it as you're being taught it. Right. You couldn't pick up some strange piece of music out of nowhere. Yeah, no. And then just play it. Yeah, I don't know what a a D
2: is or a G, you know, looking at the chords, but I can tell, okay, I'm going to start singing in the lower range here, and I'm going to slowly, progressively get higher, oh, and then it drops lower.
0: Right. You know? You can follow a pattern. Exactly. Which is what I can do as well. Right. But I can't start from scratch. I need a starting note, I need a little bit of guidance on the tempo, all that. Yep. Yeah.
2: But playing a musical instrument, I can remember having the sheet in front of me, on the stand, and just staring at absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's
0: exactly the same with choir. Yeah. We had that, and I just followed. They would teach it to us, teach the part, and we had the music, but yeah. I would just follow the teaching, and then I'd kind of memorize that with the notes. Exactly.
2: That's exactly, of yep.
0: Reading it myself. Uh huh. And then I wouldn't look at them anymore.
2: <laughs> Isn't that strange? Which, uh,
0: yeah. It got it, it. got me a little heat in um, uh, senior year because uh, we went to Allstate. We went to the Allstate tryouts, hmm. Allstate choir tryouts and uh i was going in for 10 or 2 position and i did not have i could not sight read it but sight reading was part of it uh uh-huh. uh but i i i happened to know the sight reading song that they gave me uh-huh. out of nowhere and so i got in there and i sang the whole thing and and uh normally with these things they're like okay we'll let you know in 2 months you know if you made but the guy like popped his head out after I was done and said, Can you sing tenor one? I'm like, Yeah. He's like, okay. And he closed the door. Everyone's like, well, he got in. <clears throat> we gotta wait. <laughs> Dude can't even read music.
2: Right? <laughs> Kinda of funny. It was great. Can your wife read music?
0: Uh yes. Yeah. Yes, she can. She she is the she's the professionally trained. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: that's crazy, but yeah. see, we were professionally trained. we just didn't learn
0: that's, <laughs> that's all true well I, well also her mother her mother really helped uh, teaching her that's piano great. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. she taught her to read music long before she was even in band or anything like that. yeah I'm just fortunate enough that i can. Cr- i'm I have a good ear for for notes, yeah, and so like I can create harmonies, uh-huh. I can create melodies, I can memorize the the uh, the singing part, uh-huh. like pretty quickly, yeah. without having to marry it to paper, uh huh, and so
2: and Matt's that's pitch. been
0: fortunate, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty good at doing that naturally,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's not a I can't brag about it because I didn't earn the skill, right. <laughs> It's, 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 it's,
2: I mean, I guess, yeah. When yeah, you think about not,
0: it, <laughs> it's not me bragging. I'm just saying I, I was fortunate but enough to have that ability.
2: You have practiced it enough and put enough effort behind it to, I don't want to say perfect it, but make it better.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've gotten better, I guess, over time if I've when I've cared about it. But still, I mean, it's just kind of always been there.
2: Okay. <laughs> Again, that fact was the Beatles couldn't read music. <laughs> um, some golf balls are filled with honey. But why? To help the weight.
0: It doesn't answer my question. <laughs> why does the weight need to help?
2: OK, so I'm not, I don't, I'm n- not a golfer. So I don't 100% know. But I do know that when it comes to practicing, you you know, like with any other sport, if you play basketball and you wear weighted the weights on your ankles, then when you, you practice wearing weights it kinda of gives you a bit of resistance.
0: Yeah. So okay. that
2: so when, you, when you're in the game uh-huh. it's
0: lighter so the honey would make it heavier then? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So so you'd be practicing using more force than you need. Exactly. And then when you get on there and you can send that thing
2: uh-huh.
0: a mile. I got you. Yeah.
2: Okay. 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 Yep. Um, and then lastly, Monaco's orchestra is bigger than its army.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean,
2: priorities. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's fine with me. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. It. We've got some weird news today. Uh, the first one is a man arrested for allegedly stealing 21 tons of pistachios.
2: Does this come out of New Mexico?
0: No, uh, California, actually. A routine uh, audit by a Central California pistachio producer earlier this month revealed a whopping 21 tons, 42,000 pounds of the nuts were missing. So the touchstone... Pistachio Company of Fresno contacted authorities. It led to the arrest last Friday of Alberto Montemayor, Montemayor, 34, uh, of Montemayor Trucking in Delano, uh, reports CBS Fresno. Uh, He he was booked in... uh, Tulare County. officials said, uh, leads in Fresno and in Kern County helped detectives discover the tractor trailer with the nuts inside uh, had been moved from a Montemagnor trucking lot to an area nearby. Uh, it was basically a truck with, with one, one ton in sacks uh, being put into smaller bags for resale. So this was a company hired to truck the pistachios. I'm like, well... They won't miss one shipment and I can make a little cash on the side. They didn't even get it out on the streets for sale yet. There's still stuff in the bags.
2: It's one of those things that kinda of makes you go, hmm, like did they did they tell the pistachio company, you know, there was an accident, something happened along the way, we've lost your pistachios, you know. And then in that case you would think that insurance would cover The cost for the pistachio farmer, you know, and so it would be kind of okay, (laughs) quote unquote. And is that why the guy thought, hey, I can get away with this. I can do this. I
0: think that's what people assume. I think people assume that insurance does cover stuff like that all the time. Uh, but I, I've, I've read recently how, you know, in most cases when we talk about insurance covering losses or whatever, like like we were talking about with the with the riots. Like with the riots, everyone was saying, well, all these businesses that get destroyed, they all have insurance. They're all going to get their money back or whatever. No, it doesn't cover uh, all that kind of stuff. Right. It, uh, definitely not 100%.
2: And you still have to pay out of pocket. Yeah. You know, that's how all insurance works. You have a deductible. You've got to yeah. pay something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's what people are now conditioned to kind of believe, and I don't know if it's from t v or from from anything else, but like we all believe that, yeah, businesses that get stolen from they don't lose anything, mm-hmm. it all gets backed by insurance, no, not really,
2: not really, not really,
0: like Mm-mm. I'm sure walmart's insurance for, for loss is a lot better, <laughs> yeah than most businesses but but like still mm-hmm. beyond that, yeah, no, nah. so what I'm saying is if you're gonna steal, steal from Walmart. <laughs>
2: That's what I heard.
0: (laughs) Next up, Elon Musk says he'll give a fan a free Tesla if he eats pizza backwards for 420 days. Okay. Elon Musk is encouraging a guy to eat a slice of pizza backwards on TikTok every day for 420 days, and in return, he'll give him a free Tesla. Mm, TikTok user Kyle has made a name for himself on the app for eating food the wrong way. Seven or 97 days ago, he vowed to eat a slice of pizza backwards, as in crust first, every single day until Musk gives him a free Tesla. Musk has recently begun commenting on the posts, and Kyle is now in his fourth month of daily pizza eating.
2: Good for Kyle.
0: But instead of just uh, giving away a car, which would cost a billionaire relatively little of his net worth, Musk made him a very strange offer. Uh, he said uh, either day 420... Or you're getting 420 pounds, whichever comes first. Are you getting 420 pounds? You will have a Tesla.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So he said, gain 420 to 420 pounds or do it 420 days in a row. He said, I'm, I'm ready for day 420, he wrote on another post of the young man eating cheese bread. So he's like following this guy <laughs> and cheering him all. And he even made the request, next pizza, extra cheese, or extra, extra cheese. All right. I mean, this is the kind of fun you could that all billionaires could be having.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Why aren't they all
0: having this kind of fun? Right. Elon Musk knows how to be a fun billionaire. <laughs> That's all I'm saying.
2: He also terrifies me to no end. <laughs> He's also a
0: bit crazy, and he was. Yeah. And he was rubbish on a Saturday Night Live, but <laughs> other than that. <laughs> He knows how to have. got to be on Saturday Night Live, though. I can only think of two other, like, billionaires that aren't actors. It was like, it was Elon Musk and it was Trump. That's it. And Trump technically yeah, counts was, as an actor because he's been in movies, but he's only been in movies as himself. So I don't really know. That's true. If that counts.
2: Now what other movie has he been in? Because all I can think of is Home Alone 2. Uh,
0: no, there's been a couple. In fact, I, I believe there is a... Requirement any time a movie, or I don't know if it still stands, but it used to be a requirement that every time a movie was filmed in a Trump hotel, he had to be be in it. But in most cases, the scene that he was in was cut before the movie came out. Seriously? Yeah. (laughs) But uh, Home Alone left it in there until last year, or how, how, <sighs> two years ago, whenever, because you know Trump was the worst president of all time, apparently.
2: So stupid.
0: And uh, we couldn't he bear to the, see his face.
2: He wasn't the president when they filmed it. <laughs> it's not as if it had any relevancy to his presidency at all.
0: Right. <laughs> I mean, look, we, we don't have to get into deeply into the <laughs> politics thing, but like they've recently come out and said. Yeah, we did kind of think that the, the virus came from the Wuhan lab, but we couldn't say it because we didn't want to align ourselves with Trump. Like, are you serious? Uh-huh. Are you serious? You're that petty. Yeah. That you'll just lie to us. Yes.
2: <laughs> Why are you surprised? It's, it's so,
0: so sad.
2: It is. It is It's so it sad. Absolutely it's sad. so
0: sad and transparent. <laughs> I don't understand Kamala why you Harris get... hadn't gone to the border yet, and she keeps getting asked. Did you see that interview? She got asked, like, why Why haven't you gone to the border yet? You've said you've been you going. Well, I just, you know, we've we've gone to the border. Like, well, you haven't gone to the border. He goes well. I haven't gone to Europe either. I don't know what you're asking. And then Trump said he was going to visit the border this this week. And s- immediately they're like Kamala's going to the border in two days. <laughs> like we can't let Trump be near to the border. <laughs> it's so petty. The the pettiness is just beyond insane.
2: <laughs> I I don't even know. I, at this point, like. I, I give a you a hard time for being but he wasn't surprised. A yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there have been better, sure, but there have right. also been worse. Way worse. Come on, seriously.
0: <laughs> uh, Trey Kennedy put out a video a couple days ago where he was comparing summer 2020 to summer 2021, and one of the scenes was him flipping through his phone. He's like, uh, "Trump did this, Trump did that, Trump, 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 good, Trump bad, Trump, 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 Trump," and he throws his phone. Mm-hmm. And then flash forward to the summer, he's like, "It's Trump." Is Joe Biden still our president? I haven't heard a thing about Joe Biden.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except exactly. he likes
0: chocolate chip ice cream.
2: Which but does that? Should that terrify us? I don't understand. It, should. I'm, it really
0: should. What is happening? <laughs> Uh, it's not a politics day let's move on to our next story please uh, wings wing shortage turns wing stop into thigh stop what <laughs> When it comes to chicken wings, the prices are high and the supply is low because of a recent supply chain issue. That's why a restaurant chain known for its wings is making a change. Wingstop says it's now selling chicken thighs along with chicken wings. The restaurant launched a virtual brand called Thighstop last Monday. Thighstop will serve crispy thighs with or without sauce and breaded boneless versions as well. Uh, it is digitally based, which means its products are only available on the website or through the app, or well, well through for food delivery services anyway, like DoorDash. Uh, you can also order. Uh, you can also call in an order. Well, then it's not only available online. What the heck? I guess you just can't walk in and I say guess. I want thighs.
2: Yeah. Which <laughs> makes no sense. Like,
0: Well, they might. I mean, they, may, Well, no, I guess it doesn't, because every order is kind of made to order, right? I was about to say yeah. they might not mm-hmm. have that big of a demand for them, so they don't want to pre-make them, but I don't think mm-hmm. they pre-make any of them, especially not with the weight that I've had. <laughs> oh, I, no, I never even right. go during like the peak busy times. I go like an hour before, and it's like, OK, it'll be 45 minutes.
2: Yeah, we got other wing places Bruh. to order from here. Bruh.
0: I do like wing stuff, though.
2: I like them a lot. Chicken thigh, chicken thigh, <laughs> hot dog and balloon. Not the same, but I didn't know
0: there was a uh, shortage of chicken wings.
2: I don't think there really is.
0: <laughs> why?
2: I just think it's all
0: like. Why would a company go through all this, this uh, time and money and effort? Why not? Why not?
2: Uh, Why are we not hearing?
0: For an inferior piece of chicken that people don't want.
2: Why are we not hearing about it from other wing places? Wingstop is not the only wing restaurant out there.
0: They're the only ones trying something new.
2: Exactly. They're trying something new. I don't think that there's a wing shortage. I just think that Wingstop needed an excuse to let's start using some thighs. They got a wrong shipment. And they got a whole bunch of thighs instead of wings. And they had to figure out, see, Wingstop
0: wing
2: has a wing shortage.
0: <laughs> the
2: world as a whole is not short on wings. Because how can they be short on chicken wings, but not on chicken thighs? I mean, if we got chickens, then we got chicken wings and chicken thighs.
1: Uh,
2: Listen, <laughs> it makes sense. And you know it's true.
0: Conspiracy theories abound. Uh huh. There is no wing shortage. Oh, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, that's why well, you, you know hired me. Speaking <laughs> of conspiracy theories, we have another one. What? The New York Times has taste or has this is the this is the title. New York Times test finds no identifiable tuna DNA in Subway's tuna sandwich. Remember we had a whole we did show we did. devoted to the conspiracies about sub. Why
2: are they trying to mess with tuna? It's the cheapest
0: of right all? and we, and we yeah we, we said like there's there's no reason to do that. It, yeah. it costs you two cents for a ton of it yeah it is it would cost you more money to make a, a substitute. substitute, yeah, out of whatever soy or whatever else uh-huh. and if you were doing that, you would be selling that to everybody as a vegan option or mm-hmm. a vegetarian option for tuna because right. people like tuna. I don't know why, but people like tuna in this world. But there's a conspiracy theory. Kay. Okay. Okay? hmm Because that's the headline everybody reads. And it's not until you get down into the article that something is said that could throw the whole thing out of court. Okay? Okay. So let me read the article. A New York Times analysis found no identifiable tuna DNA in Subway's tuna sandwich. The Times bought 60 inches of Subway tuna sandwiches from three different subway locations in Los Angeles. A reporter for the newspaper then removed and froze the tuna and sent it to an unidentified commercial food testing lab. The newspaper said it paid roughly $500 for the lab to conduct a PCR test to see if the substance had one of the five different tuna species' DNA. After a month, the lab said it found no amplifiable tuna DNA was present in the sample, and so we obtained no amplification products from the DNA. Therefore, we cannot identify the species of fish or tuna or whatever it is. So it said, uh, the, This is the line. This is the line that explains what that means. That's down, and most people are only going to read the headline, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This is down in the middle of the article where the spokesperson said, so one of two things could be the case here. We got some there that's just nothing in there that's tuna. Or it's so heavily processed that whatever we could pull out, we couldn't make an identification. Mm -hmm. I have seen this indicated in other meat scandals in the past is when you process and even cook proteins. Yes.
2: Yes. It completely, it completely changes,
0: changes the, the the structure yep. including the DNA structure. It does. So of course it's going to be heavily processed. It's subway stuff. Yeah. All of it's heavily processed. Yeah. We all should know this. I mean <laughs> It's they're not pulling it out of a can. To they're be pulling fair, it out of a heavily processed bag. Even if they
2: were pulling it out of a can though. Truly, the only way that we're probably going to see identified as tuna is if we were to hopefully be eating sushi. If it was sushi, yeah. You know, (laughs) because in that case, it doesn't have to be changed in any way, altered in any way in order to have a longer shelf life.
1: Yeah.
0: And so... Subway, of course, has responded saying this exact same thing. DNA testing is simply not a reliable way to identify denatured proteins like Subway's tuna, which was cooked before it was tested. The fact is, Subway restaurants serve 100% wild caught cooked tuna, which is mixed with mayonnaise and used in freshly made sandwiches, wraps, and salads. Blah, 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 blah. But that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, this has been a, a fact forever. Mm-hmm. This is. Bad journalism. Yeah. From the New York Times and then spread everywhere else. Yeah. Because all people are going to read are the headline and the first couple paragraphs saying, oh, well, this proves it. It's not actually tuna.
2: Yep. And it's going to send everybody on a rampage about how we shouldn't be eating Subway.
0: And this could kill Subway. Yeah. This could be the final death knell for Subway. Yeah. Because Subway has suffered no shortage of issues. This is true. Most of which... Are dubious mm-hmm. at best.
2: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I got to tell you, I have a friend. You actually know this friend, Rebecca. The one who visited a few years ago oh, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. made it her duty to the
0: make one that you can play spoons. Super
2: uncomfortable. Yes, she yeah. plays the spoons. Um,
0: <laughs> Wait, hold on. She made me super uncomfortable. Yeah, remember
2: because I had said something about how you prefer to stay in the sound booth during handshaking time.
0: Oh, right. It was her determination to force me to shake her hand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was funny.
2: Yeah, um, and but covid Yes. <laughs> yes. She is actually allergic to all fruits. Vegetables and tree nuts before being cooked. Because once cooked, it changes the chemical yeah. structure yeah, of yeah, yeah. those fruits and vegetables. She cannot eat anything raw. She can't eat an apple raw. Oh, she can't. Yeah. Nothing. That's sad. Everything has to be cooked. You have and a so, sad life, Rachel. Rebecca.
0: <laughs> Rebecca. Dang it. <laughs> Lark is Rachel.
2: Dang yes. It. Lark is Rachel.
0: Sorry, Rebecca.
2: <laughs> Rebecca.
0: Too many R's.
2: That's only <laughs> too, too two. But no. Too, too many R's. <laughs> anyway, so when you consider someone who has food allergies like this and how you know they can alter certain foods in order to be able to eat them and yeah. not have the reaction, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that once you process something, it changes it.
0: Right. And so it is this kind of stuff that... Like, this is piddly crap, really, in comparison to all news. Yeah. But if they're willing to do this to Subway, Mm -hmm. which really has no ground, it is not proof, it is not empirical proof of this conspiracy that Subway's tuna is not actually tuna at all. If all the news is willing to do this to Subway for no reason, Mm -hmm. why are we surprised? Why are there so many people just denying the fact that the news could possibly just spin in whatever direction they wanted to. I don't know. <laughs> for, for politics, religion, everything. Why, why, <laughs> how could you not see that it's all made To rile people up and get people to keep reading the news. It's
2: clickbait. That's all it is.
0: It's all news is becoming clickbait. Mm -hmm. Ever since the 24... Ever since the O.J. Simpson trial, because that is when 24-hour news coverage really kicked into gear. Ever since then, all news is clickbait. Yeah. It's just ridiculous.
2: I agree. (laughs) I agree. You know, you used to have to search out these kind of articles, like... They were in those. Oh, I do air quotes around them, but those newspapers that you could buy at the grocery store <laughs> aisle, you know, and you knew that they were all false stories that right, were printed like the, on there.
0: Bat boy, Mary, yes. Mary's mermaid girl. Yes. <laughs> you I used to have those. to
2: search them out. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to hear about them, you had to go buy one of those for you know five five ninety nine or whatever on your way out of the grocery store, and then have to deal with the looks from the cashier because she knows that you're buying nothing but garbage gossip that makes no sense. Yeah. But now it's everywhere.
0: So this article I'm reading is actually from The Hill because I don't have a subscription in The New York Times. Uh, but just the, the secondary list of headlines we have here, we've yeah. got Trump aides drafted order to invoke Insurrection Act. And... Uh, Pentagon's UFO report (laughs) in the top two headlines. I mean, it is clickbait.
2: It is. (laughs) It is a technological (laughs) cashier line, or what is it called? (sighs) Checkout line. Checkout
0: line, yeah. (sighs) Newspaper. I I don't understand. I don't understand the world. The world makes me sad sometimes. He makes me see it. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, how practicing soft fascination can save your brain, and we might need it.
2: Stick around.
1: Hey, everyone. I'm Kip Wilkinson, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today I'm reviewing The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. The Way of Kings is the first book in a series dubbed the Stormlight Archives which follows a nearly medieval human civilization on another planet as they compete for resources and survive their surroundings. In The Way of Kings, the reader is introduced to a group of complex characters who are each struggling with the darkness inside of themselves. As the first book in the series progresses, you are introduced to a unique magic system that allows people to summon weapons from thin air, fly, and so much more. All of which are required to fight against an alien species who, as the story progresses, you discover may not be the most dangerous threat. There is a terrible storm growing closer on the horizon sanderson is a new york times bestselling author and is regarded as one of the most accomplished fantasy authors of our time when i read this series it was easy to see why he has constructed a world so amazing and complex that it rivals the work of tolkien if you love the lord of the rings and star wars then this is a book that you need to check out Something that I greatly appreciate is how Sanderson has delicately orchestrated each of these characters to represent different mental illnesses, such as PTSD, suicidality, and DID. As the story unfolds, each of these characters discovers hope and healing. But what truly makes this worth checking out is that each character arc portrays amazing stories of redemption. These stories carry a deep message that anyone can be redeemed no matter their past. I give this book an 8 out of 10. I'm Kip Wilkinson, and remember, you can never really have too many books.
0: Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo,
2: and today, your brain is too focused.
0: But before we get into that, it's time for our new segment, segment... Wait, our new, new segment segment. (laughs) It's so hard to say. It's
2: time for our new, new segment segment.
0: (laughs) In this slot, we will be doing a different kind of segment each week. They'll probably all be one-offs, and some of them might be experimental and weird. And today, it's time for a math lesson. No, thank you. As Mo Mo, uh, informed us earlier, today is Tau Day, spelled T-A-U, celebrated on June 28th. It is a mathematical constant that uh, is looking to replace pi. 3.14159. Because Hmm. pi is technically only giving you the diameter of a semicircle. Tau is essentially double pi, and it gives you... The the ratio of the circumference of the the full circle. The circumference of
2: the full circle.
0: Yeah. Tau is considered more accurate than pi, despite pi's popularity.
2: Because just multiplying times two would be too difficult?
0: It's an unnecessary extra step, is Mm -hmm. what they're saying. Why make math more difficult than it needs to be?
2: That's math. (laughs)
0: Lately, yeah. What the heck are they teaching my kid? I had to do all this stupid first grade math on the computer with him the beginning of this year. What is happening? This is not how I learn math. <laughs> and I keep trying to explain it to him the way I learn math. But it's not how he's learning math. So it's not helpful. Anyway, rant over. What's even more interesting is a rumored conspiracy that the powers that be are holding steadfast to the concept of pi. We won't go into the whole thing, but there is a whole Tao manifesto. Uh, that was launched in 2010. Uh, It was a book written by Michael Hart that was dedicated to the lesser-known number. Uh, In it, pi is referred to as unnatural and confusing. Pi compares a a circle's circumference with its diameter, and many mathematicians are disinterested in this quantity, whereas tau is the number that connects the circumference to that quantity. The day is used to celebrate all of mathematics, but tau specifically still has an uphill battle in receiving recognition.
2: What a perfect summary of the world that we live in. <laughs> Mathematicians, what was it? Mathematicians are tired of using this. And so they're not going to use it anymore. They're going to change it. They're going to make up their own thing. And they're going to move forward. Oh, yeah. It's the world that we live in. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it anymore. So I'm just going to change it all up. And we're gonna move forward. I'm gonna do my own thing, and if you don't like it, oh well, you're a hater of some sort.
0: (laughs) So tau is, uh, the constant is numerically equal to two times pi, which is 6.28.
2: I had no idea, no idea that 3.14 times 2 would equal 6.28. My mind is blown. Now you know. Oh my gosh. Uh, In
0: Chinese, Tao means uh, the way, path, or route, and can be philosophically metaphorical. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And there are many ways we could celebrate Tao Day. (laughs)
2: Mm -mm. I prefer to stick with Pi Day, because I can eat pie on March 14th.
0: But there's a real Or pie a day.
2: pizza pie.
0: <laughs> well, technically, if you celebrated to Day, you could eat the whole pie instead of just half of it. That's what they're saying.
2: Whatever. <laughs> no, for this, to celebrate Tau Day, I feel like I need to launder and fold all of my towels. That's the only thing that I think of.
0: Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm. I'm, not, I'm. I didn't realize this would get Mo so riled up. So I'm not going to go any further into it. But you can look up Tao for yourself and uh, <laughs> see if Tao's right for you. <laughs> I think Mo's going to need uh, our, our our main topic.
2: Probably. Some, probably some
0: soft fascination. Are you ready to find out what this is?
2: Yeah, I guess. I've heard it enough at this point. I'm a <laughs> little less creeped out than I was the first time. So,
0: Imagine shining a flashlight at a wall in a dark, empty room. If you walk toward the wall, the light will contract and get smaller. Mm-hmm. The closer you get to the wall, the smaller and more concentrated the beam of light becomes. By the time the flashlight is an inch from the wall, you see a tight, bright circle of light surrounded by a shadow and darkness. Your attention is a lot like the beam of that flashlight. You can focus it closely and intensely on something, or you can relax it, allowing it to grow soft and diffuse in the room. A lot of research, much of its recent, much of it recent, sorry, has examined the different types of qualities of attention and their associations with mental health and cognitive functioning. This work has revealed that certain types of attention may tire out your brain and contribute to stress, willpower failures, and other problems. Meanwhile, activities that broaden and soften your attention may reinvigorate your brain and promote uh, psychological and cognitive well-being. This is an article from uh, Elemental at Medium.com. Uh, whenever you train your attention on something, the act that cognitive scientists sometimes call directed attention, this requires effort. more effort is needed when other things like distractions are vying for your attention, or if the things you're trying to focus on is boring uh, so it 's requiring more brain effort, which is all this is all common sense mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, according to a 2006 review from researchers at the University of uh, Exeter Medical Schools in the U.K., your ability to effort, effort effortfully focus your attention is finite. Just as an overworked muscle grows weak, overworking your attention seems to wear it out. And when that happens, a lot can go wrong. Your ability to concentrate plummets. Your willpower and decision-making abilities also take a hit. According to a 2019 study <laughs> in the Journal of Occupational Health Science, attention fatigue may also contribute to stress and burnout. There's even some work linking attention fatigue to attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Hmm. Uh, the symptoms of ADHD and attention fatigue so closely mirror each other that the attention deficit disorder's evaluation scale has been used as a measure of attention fatigue. Uh, this was from a 2004 study. So essentially, what they're saying uh, is that you need a break. They're they're specifically listing what is a biblical standard. Yeah. You need a consistent scheduled break. Mm-hmm. Um. Distractions, multitasking behaviors, loud noises, bustling urban environments, poor sleep, and many other features of modern life seem to promote attention fatigue. On the other hand, certain activities seem to reinvigorate the brain in ways that support directed attention and self-regulated processes. And one of the most studied and effective of these, uh, as you might have heard, is spending time in nature. Okay. Or uh, it goes on to say, even just going outdoors outside your house, as long as you can see grass and birds or something. Okay. That, it can often be enough to to lessen that stress in your brain. Yeah. And so... <clears throat> That that kind of brings up, you know, you can go on and read this again. This is a, a, how soft fascination helps restore your tired brain at elemental.medium.com. You can go read the full article. We're not going to go on for the full thing. But I want to transition this into uh, taking a day off. Taking a day off, taking a, a, a Sabbath, but more, more importantly, a day of rest is... I don't remember... It might have been you that said this, now that I'm thinking about it. Somebody said this. Re- no, okay. No, this was in uh, my Bible study last oh, week. Um, it wasn't me. But <laughs> I feel like this is something you might have said. The, the Bible, you know, God lays out a bunch of rules in the Bible, a lot of commands. And when you really look at it and you really understand what's going on, they're never just rules for the sake of them being rules. They're never just like, I'm God and I say this is what this is, and you have to do what I say because I'm God. Right. They are always there for our benefit.
2: Mm -hmm, For the good. Right. Yeah.
0: And so this idea of taking a, 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 a weekly day of rest, that's not just a suggestion, it is a command, but it's not a command as a frivolous thing, like, well, you have to take this day off just to worship me because I'm God. It's literally a day of rest that he's, Helping us use to survive <laughs> mm-hmm. to not fall into this position where we 're constantly on the edge of burnout we 're yeah. overworking ourselves um, like i am I am very much a workaholic, especially when it 's work that I like really like doing that i 'm mm-hmm. invested in uh, LTN radio takes up a lot of my week, and, and I love it, but uh, I know that if I spend too much time in it, especially if it's like an everyday thing, mm-hmm. my brain will get burned out regardless. Like I've had to make some some serious concessions lately and changes so I can protect myself from burnout and essentially cognitive decline.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um like we said, Celebrate Recovery is uh, ending, that that will be freeing up an entire night uh, that my wife and I have vowed to not replace with anything else. <laughs> that will be our night with each other to just spend time together and not adding anything else to the plate, mm-hmm. which is something we have not had since uh, 2010, 11 years. Yeah. Um. And then I have recently moved most of my work to my home. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got a a new office set up. I got a new PC computer desktop thing, which I haven't had since uh, 2004. I haven't had one, 2005 maybe. And uh, I'm trying to get most of my work done now during the day when I'm at home with my kids, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which I can usually get most of it done by like 1 p.m., and then I have the afternoon to play with my kids, mm-hmm. and I have all evening, yeah, essentially, which I never used to have. I used to have, uh, I used to be filled up with little things during during the day that I would be doing in the middle of my living room while trying to help my kids and do all these other things, uh, and I would never get as much done as I could because I'm surrounded by distractions. Mm-hmm. And so being able to focus myself by being in the back where they're not seeing me every second so they think they have to ask me a question every second right. or something like that, it, it helps uh, me keep my focus on that and get it done faster and more more efficiently and then have some actual quality time with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the day and the evening, which is has been nice. Like I noticed it immediately, the very first week. I'm like, "Oh, this is great." Yeah. And uh, my wife agrees. It's it's much better, and I don't have to even because in that wise, I would have to spend the rest of the night on my laptop still out in the living room trying mm-hmm. to finish up everything else. Yeah. So even after my boys went to sleep and my wife and I had like an hour and a half to you know, watch a show before we go to bed, I'm still working during that time. Mm-hmm. I'm not engaged in that activity, even if it is just vegging in front of the TV. I'm not with her mentally, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's those little things to, to find rest. But Sunday can't be a day of rest for me. Right. When you work at the church just doesn't happen. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Maybe some are a little bit more so, but mostly you're still working. So I have to find those those Sabbath moments throughout the week. Try and get a day. I try to make Mondays a more Sabbath-focused day, a more day of rest. Mm -hmm. Um, And I notice that my life is generally better when I do that. But we get it's really hard to take a day off. Not so much to remember that we need to. It's just hard to stop. Do you agree with that?
2: Oh yeah. Yes. 100%. I think, and I don't know that I would have ever really said this, but um, I think that I in many ways am also a workaholic and it just looks different because for years I was a stay at home mom. And so my work Looked different, you know? Yeah. It was housework, but I was constantly doing something, constantly working, constant, you know, not just sitting and letting life happen. So much so to, I have a very difficult time to just sit and watch a television show. I say all the time, I don't like movies because I don't like to sit for that long. Right. (laughs) I have to be up doing something. And so for me, it is incredibly difficult to fight the urge of doing. I feel very lazy
1: mm-hmm.
2: when I just sit and just rest, even though I know, I know that my body needs it. I know that my mind needs it. Mm-hmm. But it's like a war within myself.
0: I really think it's, it's part of society. Uh, maybe it might have been more our generation that kind of. that if you it's the mentality of you have time to lean you have time to clean if you're if you're sitting on your butt you have time to be doing something productive yeah like well sometimes rest is productive (laughs) it just looks lazy no (laughs) it's hard to train our brain against
2: that yeah genuinely rest is really really productive it really (laughs) is and furthermore how productive are we truly being when we're on the verge of burnout Right. You know, how well are we actually doing the tasks when our body is done?
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm.
2: Whereas if we give ourselves that day of rest, if we give ourselves time to just be, and then we face the tasks the next day after we're, we're well rested and, and ready to go, how much better will it be? Right. As an end result, I don't, Ish, it's difficult.
0: <laughs> and see, that's that's why. Um, well, that's one thing that that Bubba, who who uh, Bubba Stalk up at Love Thy Nerd, he he's over the the podcast department uh, of the ministry, and he's made it clear. You know, we've got to take breaks, and this year they have instituted mandatory season breaks. Like you will go for, uh, you'll go for four months. You'll take two months off. And these are for the weekly podcasts. Mm They're main ones. Uh, So they go from uh, February to May. They take June and July off. Then they go from August to um, November, take December and January off. That's something that this is the first year that they're actually like full on trying this. And uh, it's exactly for that reason to to force us to take a break. Yeah. And it's not to uh, come up with something else to fill that time during that break. It's to literally just rest your brain for a little bit. Take something out of your schedule and use that time to recuperate (laughs) so you'll come back better. Yeah. Now, with the morning show, uh, we have kind of made the decision we can't really take two solid months off. Because we're a a a three-time-a-week show on a radio. You expect a morning show uh, to be there every time they say they're going to be there. Yeah. So we took, we were taking, we've taken essentially a month off, but not all at once. So we've already taken two weeks off uh, at the end of May. And now we're going to take the first two weeks of July off. Uh, So this is our, this is our season finale week. We'll be ending this Wednesday with our new show and we're going to take two more weeks off and uh, it's, it's going to be a time to kind of recuperate, rejuvenate a bit. Um, not have to think so hard (laughs) about talking and being entertaining and coming up with uh, topic ideas. Um, But it'll also give us a little bit of free time to work on a couple other projects that we should have been doing. (laughs) All along. All along. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Free up a little bit of that process. But it's not going to take up all of the the energy that we're we're trying to save here either. Um, But... (laughs) it It's really hard to retrain your brain uh and and like I said especially when it's something that you love like uh i I really love the streaming aspect of lTN radio mm-hmm Uh, I love being able to get on and play a game with a bunch of people and have this interaction, and then have cool like highlight videos afterwards to see. Remember all the fun that we had this week. These are the (laughs) coolest moments, and you know it's it's a really it's really fun. It takes it takes up a lot of time to put these things together every week, but it's it's a blast to do it. So I don't mind doing it. Um, But I remember thinking as CR was coming to an end. Well, I know our buddy Silver streams on Thursdays. Maybe I could stream on Thursday nights as well. And I had to realize, no, 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 no. God is giving me a gift now with his open Thursday. Uh huh. I need to take it for what it is. Right. A break. <laughs> I cannot add another night of streaming just because it's fun. <laughs> so, I mean, it's you really have to fight that urge to just... Um, another aspect of it. Comes with uh, quiet time, taking a daily break to to kind of have a softer focus. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this in our in our Bible study that we're having at our church uh, that I'm leading, which is another thing that took up time. Uh, <laughs> but in it, we're we're at that point in in what's in every single Bible study. Where it focuses on how important quiet time is, how important it is to, to take a daily break, to read a little bit of the word, to, to pray, to maybe, you know, some worship music or whatever, but to get away by yourself and get alone with God. And the question came up, Is like, I don't know why this is in every single Bible study. And you're like, oh, I know why, because none of us do it.
2: Because <laughs> it is so
0: important. It is so difficult for us to, to stop. Mm-hmm. We, we, again, I think it's part of that culture that, that we grew up in of resting or sitting on your butt is not being productive. We think, well, I don't need to waste the first 15 minutes of my day just sitting there reading the Bible. I know the Bible. I'm a Christian. I'm going to get to work, you know, and it's even harder uh, to overcome that when you work in ministry, mm-hmm. when you work in ministry, you convince yourself that what you're doing is uh, in the ministry is supremely important, and therefore you put your own well-being on the back burner. Like, it has to keep going. It has to be done quickly. It has to be done to its fullest, you know, as, as fast as possible with all your attention. And you never give yourself time to recharge.
2: Mm-hmm. hmm
0: I mean, it's just, Yeah. Why is that so hard for all of us to understand?
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't really know.
0: This is one of those. I mean, there's there's very few times where we're on here and we're talking about these things that I'm just getting madder and madder because it's me that I'm talking about. You know, like we like you. You've said this quite a few times that. You hate these things because often you find yourself. That doesn't always happen to me, but that's usually because I'm the one picking the topic. Right. But right now it's happening to me. I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> like this morning was the first time I've had a quiet time in over a month. And it was a burden to stop my brain long enough to focus on that. <laughs> It's just so difficult, and it's heartbreaking to to have to fight that hard to do something that we know is beneficial. Yeah. That we know is going to start your day better. Quiet time and rest and try and get out into some form of nature, even if it's just your backyard, because that's the kind of stuff that's revitalizing. That's what I was talking about with the light the flashlight thing at the beginning. It's like we get so tightly focused on something that we start to, to literally burn out our eyes. Yeah. But like if we can just back up and let that light soften and not focus on anything in particular, just take all of the beauty and the nature and the sunlight and whatever else in and just breathe and just be still and know that he is God, we can rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. We, we we get a, a soul rejuvenation, a mental reset, and we can be more efficient the rest of our week. Yeah. Anything you want to add?
2: Well, I also think that that's a, just a good parallel to the way that we're supposed to be in the world, you know, where we are the light. Yeah. But we're not, not supposed to be a burning light that causes pain to others to where it blocks them from the Lord, you know, but we're supposed to be a soft light.
0: A shining light. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A beacon that's there. It can be seen, but it's not burning a hole through you, Mm -hmm. which I think so many Christians think that they're supposed to burn a hole through people. Yeah. And that's not. (laughs) You're right. You know? Uh,
0: And to use the other verse from that segment of scripture that you're paralleling here, uh, imagine a salt shaker that is so busy pouring salt out that it never gets refilled. Hmm. How are you gonna be the salt of the earth when you emptied yourself? Yeah. Miles ago. Uh
2: (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: You're still out there shaking, (laughs) but ain't nothing coming out.
2: shake it like a salt shake shake it like a salt
0: shake <laughs> allow yourself to be refilled allow yourself to to shine at a pace that will not burn you out right yeah yeah that's good that's a good way to end that all right I like that <laughs> all right uh, we're going to take one more break don't go anywhere because when we come back we share our latest twitter poll about rest
2: more backroom morning show to come
0: back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day.
2: But first, we wanted to know, how good are you at taking a day to rest each week?
0: So uh, we asked that question, and we gave you three answers. I usually take a day off. I'm a workaholic, or I wish I could, but I'm too busy, which is different from being a workaholic. Some of us just feel like we can't, we don't have time, but we don't necessarily want to be working all the time.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, Number one answer...
2: I want to say the last one. I can't. I'm just too busy. No.
0: Actu- really? Actually, I usually take a day off. What? It was number one by far, 62.2%, which is good. It's encouraging.
2: It is encouraging, if y'all being honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I wish I could. Too busy was at second at 27%, and I'm a workaholic was at 10.8%.
2: See, but here's the thing, friend. You put in the word usually.
0: I did, and people got upset about that.
2: Yeah. Well, you were
0: like, well, I always take a, a day off, so I can't choose anything here. I'm like, well, you haven't... Always is such a, a, a definitive word.
2: Mm-hmm. Has there
0: never in your entire life been a Sunday where you worked on something?
2: But see, usually is <laughs> such a loose term. Like
0: It is. But...
2: I would read that and be like, well, yeah, I usually take a day off, usually...
0: But that still means a majority of your days,
2: eh. majority
0: and majority of your weeks. I mean, eh. usually that means that's the usual outcome. Yes.
2: Okay. So, and I'll be really honest. <laughs> I would say that on a monthly basis, we probably get me myself. I probably get two days off, two solid days off in a month. In a month.
0: I would being honest. I would say that's probably mine as well.
2: Yeah. But I would have read the answers and been like, well, usually. I mean, that's every other week (laughs) that I take a day off. So yeah.
0: Well, I I honestly don't think that's, in comparison to to the alternative, I don't think that's really that bad.
2: (laughs) That's fair. That's fair.
0: But but yeah, I got you. I got you.
2: (laughs) We're we're just realizing that (laughs) all y'all usually out there.
0: We know what you're really
2: saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All
0: right, let's end with our verse for the day.
2: Our verse for the day is Psalm 62, 1. Truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him.
0: That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles and all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com partner then you can choose LTN radio from the drop down menu love thy nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible
2: as always make sure you're following us on all the socials at at the back row LTn at LTn on air and at love thy nerd to get more involved with the show and our other projects and to continue the conversation you can join our discord at back you can also find us hanging out at the love thy nerd community Facebook group, and at lovethynerd.com slash discord.
0: Lastly, remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Macro Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. All of that helps us out immensely.
2: We'll be back tomorrow morning, and we hope you will, too.
0: Mo, final thought.
2: You know, I'm taking my day of rest tomorrow, so I won't actually be here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. Remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. nerd.